0: up cool safe shakes it's your girl day i'm denisa this is lauren and i'm ayana and you're tuned into saved girl secrets all right y'all so i'm gonna kick it off with the stories today i know that you know we we don't do stories as often as we used to we need to get back to it but today i i have a story so of course if you're a listener and you've been around for a while then you probably know that my mom moved to georgia which has been a major blessing I, I truly appreciate it. But one of the things that I'm learning is like boundaries. I feel like, I feel like my mama don't got no boundaries. Like my mama want me to, she want to pop up at my house without calling. She want me to come to her house and spend the night. And I'm like, Vanessa, I have my own house. I don't need to spend the night at your house. Um, but it does feel good to have my mom, like to be able to go over there. What?
1: Oh, we're being real transparent. Okay.
0: Okay. I, I mean, I am. I
1: thought this was the place I could do that. I did mean to interrupt. Go ahead. I was just, you know, like, whoa, okay.
0: Which part was you like whoa about?
1: Pretty much all of it in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the part about her popping up in my house in the an Yeah. And then the additive, I don't need to spend the night at your house, but I'm gonna, it's not my story. I'm gonna shut up. I realize we're on Zoom now, so my face, and then Laura made me laugh because I saw her see my face, but I like, you know.
0: That's what the show is about. I mean, I guess. But I guess the thing for me is like, how can I put this? Like, I feel like even when my mom was in D.C. and I would go home back when D.C. was home to visit her, I would not stay there. Like, I would stay with Leslie or I would stay with Sierra. or I would stay with Carissa. You know what I mean? Like, I would stay in the city. And I feel like... It's like, okay, yeah, you moved here, but I didn't even spend a night when you when you know, when you lived in DC. So it's kind of like, I just, it's just interesting to me. I feel like the dynamic of like mother and daughter relationship when you become an adult is just so different. It's like navigating, being almost like not a subordinate, but it's somebody who you listen to and they tell you what to do, and you gotta do what they say because they said what they had said. And now it's almost like my mom is my friend but it's like you know in the back of your mind as a black girl there's a party that's like we almost like I ain't one of your little friends mm-hmm. you know so I think that still mm-hmm. sits in the back of my spirit so it's like I ain't one of your little friends I don't need to spend a night um uh, but this, this you know what this episode is supposed to be celebrating our mamas you know so I'm gonna get to my story I'm gonna get to my story because I feel like I didn't went down a rabbit trail which was the opposite direction where I was trying to go um but I realized now that my mom is closer and we spend a lot more time physically together and we used to talk on the phone a lot but now we're physically together um there's a lot of things that she used to say that did not make sense when she said them years ago and now it's like okay so about about what my mama said she might have been right when she said xyz and so a perfect example is a couple of weeks ago, I was telling my mom, I said, you know, I just, I don't know, I haven't been feeling like myself. I, you know, I just, I just feel like, you know, I'm in a monotony of like work and this and that. And she was like, well, remember what I had told you? And I was like, well, what did you tell me? And she was like, every time you get paid, you need to buy yourself a little something or take yourself a little somewhere. And she was like, remember when I told you that, you know, back when you first started working? I said, you talking about back when I was about 20? And she said, yeah, you know, I don't even care so if it's a pair of underwear, you know, from Victoria's Secret, you get you a little five to 35. She said, you need to make sure, you know, you're making your little money. You need to spend something to make you feel good every time you get paid.
2: And I was like, you know what?
0: Right. And lately I've been kind of on, you know, Lauren talks a lot about going on like a shopping fast. And I feel like lately I've been like on top of like serious goals. So like I have this thing where I literally want to be debt free by 35. Like, and I mean, in case y'all don't know, I'm going to be 35 in February. So I've really been focused on like paying off debt, not spending money on things that don't matter and just like conserving and just, you know, paying paying stuff off and so I hadn't really been in a space where when I get paid I would go buy myself a little something unless it was a necessity and when she reminded me of it I was like you know what I'm I'm gonna get back to doing that and when I tell you when I started doing it it literally did something to me it was literally like I think the first thing that I did was I literally like went to the thrift store and I hadn't done it in a while went and bought me some stuff went to Zara bought me some basics and I came home and I was like thanks god you Ever seen that? Uh, real, it was like, god. Mm. thank god. god, thank you, god, thank you, god, that was was like, yeah, thank you, god. It was like the other day, yes, it was like one of those moments, and I literally almost sat back and I said, What else my mama been saying that makes some sense that I ain't ever really listened to because I need to go ahead and implement it. She be making sense when I listen to her, so wanted to have an episode just about. That dynamic and like things that our mamas have told us that when they said them, it didn't really stick. But that you feel like as you're maturing and getting older, you're like, ah, oh, OK, mama, I see where you's coming from. That make a little sense now. So. Who want to kick it off? Or who want to start? Because I didn't tell you about my business. I hope Vanessa don't listen to this. I really she do. Probably,
3: she probably won't.
2: So y'all gonna have a conversation. I
3: was just if nobody wanna <laughs> kick
2: it off. Um it's funny we all have moms. Yeah we all we all have moms. and one of us is a mama ooh, and uh oop um we, we, yes we all have moms but i don't really remember just being completely honest i don't remember a lot of things that i didn't listen to my mama about same. Uh so was I was name. like, I know I'm gonna be quiet. Y'all know I'll be like, yeah, I'll say it. Yeah. I got it so, what y- so what you're
0: saying is I'm rebellious. And y'all been listening to y'all mamas? Is that you? We
2: already know you're rebellious, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so- not saying it. <laughs> That's that middle child syndrome. <laughs> the audacity and the only girl. Right. But um, you no, know, I, I I get what you're saying. However, I think for me it was a little different when it came to, because I I am also the only girl, well, all of us are the only girl. Yeah. I'm the only girl, youngest, but then I also was the only one in the house the majority of my life. So um, I feel like there was a time that me and my mom did clash a little bit when I was a teenager, you know, the little teenage woes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that, we got over that real quick, I felt like. felt um, so me going into adulthood, I am the type of person where I learned from different examples around me. And then I would actually like listen to things that my mom said. So as I went into adulthood and young adulthood, when it came to different situations, relationships, all of that, like my mom, you know, she put me on game with a lot of stuff. So I felt like I just listened. Cause I was like, listen, now my mom would have been through a lot in her life. And I could either go through the same thing or I could just listen and just you know, avoid certain things. So I feel like for me, um, about what my mama said, really helped me navigate my life this
0: thus far. Um, so, what yeah. do you feel like? Are things that she put you? You said put you on game. Was that the? Was that the phrase that she used?
2: <laughs> she did, and I'm over here like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. <sighs> My mom is, is very real. You know, she's a West Indian woman. We're from Trinidad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's very real when it comes to a lot of things. She's always been real with me when it came to my body, sexuality, everything. Like every, There was never any, any nothing was held when it came to my mom. So because she was so open with me with things, I personally just didn't feel like I needed to, I guess, experiment with certain things or I was just, or I may like look into different things, but um, yeah, I just, I can't really pinpoint the exact things like right now, but I just know that like, I don't know, she was, we we have a very close relationship. We literally talk to each other about everything. And then even in her Now, with her uh, navigating life as an older woman, and she's retired, and I just watched how she lives her life, and she's just, um, we were talking the other day, and I was like, what are you doing today? And she was like, nothing. And I was like, you don't want to do nothing? You don't want to go out? She was like, why? Why do I? I just, I'm chilling. I'm retired. And I was just like, yeah, like, (laughs) it makes sense. Like, why not? You know? But, like, it's just, I just, I she goes to the beat of her own drum. And I, just I, I honestly, I admire that about her. Like she, she doesn't allow anybody to pressure her to do anything. And I feel like I got a lot of that from her. So, yeah.
1: It's so funny, like listening to you describe your mom, because I feel like I hear myself, you know, like, <laughs> like my mom is like, you know, I didn't grow up in a strict household. I was never, like, if there was anything I wanted to do, I'd be like, Ma, I really want to go to this. She wanted to know who was there mm-hmm. and whose car I would be in. So if she needed to get in contact with me, she could reach parents. But it was always like, okay, go. You know, like, it was there was never this. We've always been extremely open. The same thing. Like, I remember one time, this is so embarrassing, but when, when I was in high school, you know, talking about your body and stuff, and she was like, now when you wash... She's like, do you get excited? Do you feel anything? I was like, Mom! <laughs> oh my God, what? You know, and I told y'all before, like my mom had that conversation with me. Like, I don't want you out here having sex. But if you do, absolutely know that you should be pleased. And if you're not, mm-hmm. tell me to get up. Mm-hmm.
0: i am figuring it out. <laughs> oh, see, now, my mom really was, like, like, yeah. was like, you better not. You don't need to. You better not yeah. never do it until you're married. listen.
1: She, my mom was saying that's what I'm saying. So the dynamic listening is, is very different. But there is one thing that I did think of. And that was like when I was in college and financing fell through, like there was just nowhere to get it from. God, Granddaddy called everybody. Granddaddy got A1 credit and three dry cleaners and still didn't get approved. So it was wow. like, you know, like, yes, yes. So at that point, I'm just literally, like, devastated. And I remember being in the sunroom, and one of my best friends at the, um, lived with us at the time. And she came in there, and I was like, I just, I just need you to leave, please. I just need to be by myself. You know, I'm, like, very dramatic, just, you know, like, because my world is ending, and and this is not what I saw in my head, right? So I'm having a whole pity party, honey, and my mama coming in, and she like, look, college and. Ain't the end of the world. She's like, there's other ways to get to where you want to be. And she literally broke it out for me. She was like, you know, like, you may have to start from the bottom at a company and build your way up. And it will suck at first, but you can do it. And, you know, she started just speaking life into me. Literally, the next week I had an interview, got a full time position at the company and literally work my way up from there and we joke and we laugh about it all the time now because she was like girl you was having a whole I thought you wasn't gonna make it like you know like we laughed but it was devastating at the time and at the time I didn't believe her I didn't believe that I could do that because that's not the structure that I must say that I was sold as a kid or what I had you know like I said that's not the vision I had for myself so it was like cool hearing this like oh yeah you know work your way up oh yeah and I'm like ah you are okay with this situation. I am not, you know. <laughs> like, but looking back at it, she was absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I feel if I had heeded to her advice sooner, I probably could be a little further. But it's okay. I like where I'm at. But that's that's one thing I definitely think my mother was was right about for sure.
3: Yeah, I, this is. I don't know why this is like a tough conversation for me uh, because I definitely have a relationship with my mom. But I think when we even mentioned it on our chat, I was just like, I don't know if I'm ready to admit, you know, what my mama said was right. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's not. And I want to I, I want to I wanna say that I know what she said is right. But I think there is I'm still at that age where I don't mind figuring it out for myself. Oh. <laughs> And so she's standing on the corner, probably arms folded, just shaking her head like, okay, I so, know it's about to so be. So you
2: rather do it the hard way. That's what you're saying. Huh? Uh, I'd rather do it my way. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Lauren. Me and
3: yeah, Lauren I'm not saying it's black. the hard way. It's just my way.
0: <laughs> I'm I
2: <high.
0: laughs> <laughs> Look at and the I tell I Ayana and <laughs> got the same face. Like, mm, if that's what y'all gonna do then.
3: Right. Like, it's... it's I don't know. It's just, for me, it's still a bit of a challenge. And like my mom, even now to this day, and I'm 30, I forget I'm over 30, but I'm actually 31 years old. And even to this day, my mom will say, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. And I'm like, girl, I heard everything you just said, but I still have a choice. Like I have a choice to choose whether or not I want to do it this way or do it that way. And I think now we're getting into the groove of just like, um, I guess, having an adult child And me being an adult and talking to my mother as her adult child, I think we're now kind of getting into the groove of what that is. Um, I think, and how it got to that point was that I really started to like, not that I didn't before, but more now than ever. And I think, which is kind of the premise of this conversation is that I really started to value what my mother said. Um, And what I mean by that is just kind of looking beyond the fact that I do have a choice but starting to think about, you know, I'm not a mom, but starting to think how she would feel in that situation if, you know, things did turn left or if I needed to call her and say, hey, girl, you was right. I need you to kind of step in and help me out here. Um, so just things like that, I, I think I'm still kind of figuring my way. I will say like that kind of changed the conversation a little bit is that um, I don't know if I can if you all kind of can attest to this, but I think you can, but I think some of the things that I reflect on in regards to what my mom said is in those instances where I realize I'm the one that needs to help her, like um, like, for instance, our family lost like my grandfather, and that's been really, really tough for us to kind of navigate, and sometimes I find myself really reflecting back on those those examples that my mom gave me as a child when I was going through grief and trying to like build my mom up in those instances because it was her father so like trying to build her up and sometimes that's tough because it's like oh my gosh are we changing hats here like (laughs) am I now having to do the very thing that you have done for me for so long and I, I feel like a lot of times I find myself or even with friends and stuff like that like I find myself heavily, like, reflecting on what my mom said in those instances where I realized, like, you got to be strong, which then lets me know that, like, how strong my mom has been for me. is mm. like when I use those, you know, things as an example for my life.
0: I feel like that's so good. And I definitely feel like I can attest to what you said, Lauren. I feel like in the season where I feel like I bonded the most with my mom, because I think. similarly to you, I grew up in a very structured household where, you know, my my family was very much like rooted in like going to church and tradition. And it was very much like, you know, no, you cannot go out to such and such a place. No, you cannot spend a night over such and such a house. And it was very like rules based. And so for me, like I really did look at my mom as like an authoritative figure for a lot of my life. Um, and then she was diagnosed with cancer and I feel like when my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer, it was a very pivotal time in like our relationship. I feel like, you know, similar to what you said, it was like the roles were reversed. And I know we've talked about it on previous podcasts. Like I was a very not sickly child, but I was in the hospital a lot at a very, very young age. And my mom was always there. And, you know, even as I became an adult, she would always like put prayers on post-its and just do sit like certain things that I found myself doing for her. And I think that, you know, that was back in like 2017, 2018 when she was fighting cancer. And, you know, I would literally fly home to sit with her through chemo um, just to be there with her because I knew when I was in those type of situations, she did the same thing for me. And I found myself almost like, you know, like you said, Lauren, being what she was, To me, for her. And I feel like that really was like the beginning of, I guess, seeing my mom as, and I hate to put it like this, but as human. And I think that um, culture sometimes can have this way. We always talk about ourselves as women, like society making us feel like we have to be these strong black women and we have to wear this cape. We got to be all things and we got to be great at our jobs and we got to be great at our relationship. We got to be great at our friendships and all of these things. And I don't think that, you know, we always stop and take a second and say, oh, man, I wonder if I look at my mom like that. Like, I wonder if the expectations that I put on my mother are imposed by like societal norms. And I expect her to be this perfect person who does everything perfect, who gets everything right, who takes care of me and is also nurturing and all of these things. And I think when my mom was in that space, it made me realize like, oh, my mom is human. My mom has feelings. My mom has emotions. My mom gets sad when people don't show up for her. My mom, you know, feels all the same things that I feel, that I think that when I was growing up, I didn't think like, Hmm, I wonder if my mom is sad because such and such ain't do such and such or her friends ain't do this or that. You know what I mean? The things that I'm going through now. And I look at my mom and think like, dang, when she was my age, she literally was raising like four kids in the household. House, way. I mean, I got Zoe and be around here like about to lose my mind. So yes, I can attest to that line for it, sure.
2: It's uh it's crazy that you said that, especially, you know, with looking at your mom as a human. Um, a human being. Cause I know for me, I feel like I started to look at my mom, especially in a different light when I became an adult and we started having adult conversations. It wasn't uh mother daughter conversations. It was in some ways, friend type conversations. She would talk to me about, like, she's always talked to me about certain things, but it became more of her showing her feelings about things. If something happened to her, like I remember one of the first times she called me and she was like, I want to get your opinion on this. And I was like, my <laughs> opinion? you know. And I was like, okay. So, you know, we were talking and I'm like, yeah. And it's like, and it's my mama. But like, we really started developing like this friendship. And so... I remember like when I would say, I would say to people like, yeah, I love my mom so much. She's like my best friend. Like she's my best friend. And I remember some people would look at me like, "Your mama, your best friend. Like, yes, I consider my mom one of my best friends because we have that type of relationship that we've cultivated. Like I'm 36 years old. My mom had me when she was 30. So, you know, we literally are 30 years apart. Like our, you know, it's just, so I don't know. It's just something about that. And just like me thinking about, OK, 30 years ago when such and such or whatever, you know, just different things. And I'm like, yeah, that's my best friend. Like I uh, well, I consider both my parents my best friends because I literally talk to them about a lot of things. Um, the only thing that I would say and I say this for everybody is. I don't talk about certain things when it comes to my marriage and my relationship with my parents or with family period, or even some friends because I'm like, that's our business. But um, outside of that, like, I just feel like, you know, when it it's when I see people don't have like such great relationships with their moms, it really grieves my spirit because I'm like, man, that's your mom you know um, and I see it a whole lot because people you know are very vocal now especially on social media when it comes to parenting and there's the gentle parenting and then people are revealing how they grew up in a toxic environment and stuff and I remember one day I was talking to Sylvester and I was like it's crazy that you know we're labeling things a certain way and I was like that was another thing that made me look at my parents as like especially my mom as a human being like She did the best that she could with what she had, you know, and it's not like, oh, making any excuses for things. Um, But I could honestly say I didn't have a bad childhood. I had a really good childhood. And when I started really, you know, because we'd be real dramatic about stuff, you know, when you're a teenager and you don't get your own way or whatever, because I did grow up in a pretty strict household as well, especially when we started going to church. I didn't start. I didn't start going to church like, oh, when I was four or two, or I was born in church, I started going to church at the age of 11. So I had a different life experience up until 11. And I remember we moved down to Atlanta, got saved and started going to church. And it was like, oh, we are breaking all the CDs. And I was like, wait a minute, what are we doing? So, you know, I did have that strict environment when it was kind of, you know, I guess the going into a teenager and stuff like that. But all, but when I look back, I was like, man, you just did the best that you could with what you had and what you understood. And then eventually like mentally she evolved, I evolved and we just really grew together. And I know now, especially when we have conversations, both of us be on the same page about a lot of stuff. And we'd be like, You know, so I don't know. I just I that's why I just I still I'm still sitting here like, was it a lot of stuff that me like I didn't listen to my mom? Like, no, not really, because we grew together like we literally grew together mentally with a lot of things and matured in certain ways, especially spiritually. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, I wanted to add to like what you said. You know, I'm thinking about the times I didn't listen to my mom. And to be honest, it was a lot of times involving these ninjas. You know, <laughs> I just did not do what I was supposed to do. Okay. And she was right all alone, but I just did not do what I was supposed to do. But um, I was sitting here thinking about, uh, actually, I remember having this conversation with Denisa. And I don't know. I don't know what it was. I wasn't referencing, but it was uh, in regards to my mom. And I think I was reflecting back on like, Something that we had, my mom and I were discussing that I, we didn't necessarily agree on. I know exactly what it was. I, I'm not going to reflect back on it because it's traumatic for me. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I remember telling Denisa that God gave me a revelation and you were talking about Ayana, your parents did the best that they can do. God had given me a revelation concerning me and my, and my mom, di- me and my mom's dynamic. He was like, "Your your mother has never raised." Uh, at that time, I was like twenty in my twenties. He was like, "Your mother has never raised a twenty something year old. You have never raised <laughs> a twenty something year old." And I think when I started to think like that and like think about the fact that like when you're saying she's doing the best she can do, she's doing what she knows what to do. And I feel like sometimes to the point that Charde was making earlier, us, you know, putting those capes on our parents, you know, not just our mothers, but our fathers, we think they should know all the answers or we guilt trip them when the answers in our minds are not necessarily right for that moment. Not knowing that like maybe 10 years down the line, five years down the line, exactly what they said was what you needed, you know, what you needed. Maybe not what your brother needed. Maybe not what your sister needed, your cousin, but maybe what you needed. And I think when I started to like change my mindset to think about, you know, my mother in that aspect is that, you know, my mom, like you said, my mom's doing what she knows what to do. And the crazy thing is, I think, you know, we don't think about the fact that we're all threaded from our mother. There's going to be some aspect of your mother, whether you want to or not you know, because every mama out there ain't a good mama, but even the ones that ain't good, you still going to have some aspect of that not good mama, you know, because it's genetics. And you know, I'm sitting here like hearing everything that you all are talking about in regards to like your mothers and motherhood. And um, it, it brings me back to that scripture I was talking about in Matthew when I was just like, you know, I think it's something important about generations. Like You know, if you think about the Old Testament, truly like the Old Testament is a breakdown of all the generations that helped to make Jesus. (laughs) And then the New Testament starts off with him saying, hey, y'all know all them people y'all read in the Old Testament? That was my kinfolk, you know, (laughs) and I think it's important, like when I begin to read about stuff like that, like, I think it is very important that you pay attention to your generations. And I think one of the, the many things that the enemy attempts to do is try to rob us of that knowledge of trying to rob us of where we're, you know, embedded from like, what are people that have really created a path, whether it's a good path or a bad path, it's still a path that's created that helped to create you, you know? Um, even if I look at us as just like a, at the African American diaspora, like the fact that we really don't, a lot of us really cannot trace our roots, and so we're seeing, we're seeing ourselves do things, and we're seeing ourselves think about things in a mental capacity. And some of us are more, you know, prone to do one thing over the other. And probably, if you would trace it down the line, you probably had somebody in your family that was doing the very same thing. And so I say all that to say that like when I was talking about valuing my mother's opinion, it's not only just valuing her opinion, but a va- but valuing the person that she is because crazy thing, like crazy thing for me, the older I get, I feel like I'm transforming into her. <laughs> it's very different, but it's like still the same. I still find myself saying some of the same things she say, thinking some of the same ways she thinks almost kind of react in some of the same way she react. And it's because I'm her daughter and genetically it's bound to happen. So I feel like if you just start paying attention and yeah, you probably going to create your own path and, and what makes you unique, but there's still going to be uh, some type of lineage that look like your mama, whether you want to or
2: not. And like I said, whether it's good or bad. Yep. I can attest to that as a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I say a lot of things that my mom has said to me, to Haven and Nova. Uh, Sebastian laughs at me all the time because the little things, you know, it's like, dang, I sound like my mom right now. And then like what I've been doing as a joke sometimes with Haven is I will uh, do my Trinidadian accent. And I remember the first time I did it, she was like, oh, you sound like me. <laughs> And I, was, I thought it was really funny, especially when you said that, because I was like, dang, like literally even when I do the accent, I sound exactly like my mom now. So, yeah, I can definitely attest that. Listen, especially when you have children, you really realize how much of an influence your mother is, because I used to feel like I i acted more like my dad growing up. But now I'm like, nah, I'm, I am my mother's child. It changes. Yeah, it really does. Sometimes I act like my daddy and then a lot of times I'm acting
3: like my mama. I
0: think it's situational for sure, because I'm the same. I feel like I act like my dad, like I have my dad's overarching personality. But in certain situations, my mama, Vanessa, is going to rise to the surface every time.
1: It's funny hearing y'all say that because my parents are very similar. So for me, it's like, where did this whole extroverted thing come from? Because neither of my parents, they're both very chill, both very laid back. It's in that line somewhere. I'm going to tell you what I got to say and I'm going to leave you alone versus I'm going to tell you what I got to say and what we're going to We're going to talk about it. You know, like, it's just so different. But really quick, I wanted to touch on, and I, uh Yana, both you and charday mentioned this about, and you did too one about the road switching. But lately, what I've come to be like so blessed by, and it just like warms my heart, is that, you know, like my mother does, like how Yanni said, your, your mother wants your opinion on something like The fact that she values my input to the Mm. point where I've heard her have a conversation and be like, actually, me and my daughter will discuss and I'll give you a call back once we, you know, just in the full her being able to be transparent and be like, you know, what I really don't understand this. Your generation and technology, this is how you do things. Help me. Like it, it just blesses me so much, you know, to know that that she trusts me and that she does value my opinion Because essentially she trusts in herself because she she knows what she she put put in
0: you. Right.
1: She knows. It's it's the fruit. The seeds is sprouting up, you know. But there is another dynamic that I wanted to discuss. And we don't share it. And it's not something that we can speak to. But I have friends that have a very opposite you know, relationship with their mothers and how, you know, like that ripple effect goes down to generations. And you can see how that, you know, plays out in the decision making and the not, the not being confident in themselves and, you know, different things like that. So although I can't relate to that, if you are listening and that is your story, the beautiful thing about God and his grace is that you have an opportunity to make a new story. And although there are bits and pieces of that lineage or whatever that you may be able to relate to from your your parent your mother or whatever that mother figure is you know just trust that God can give you some new you know whether that is a physical being in a person or whether that's the Holy Spirit loving you and showing you and gracing you you know to have that dynamic in that relationship but I know we've said it before all four of us are very fortunate because I'm like listening I know my friends are gonna listen next week and they're gonna be like So. Yeah,
0: I think that's I think that's so good, Denisa, because there are people who don't have that. And I think about my mom, like, you know, my mom growing up and her and her mother's relationship. And a lot of what my mom has told me about their relationship is polar opposite of our relationship. Like when I hear Yana talking about like, yo, my mom kept real and she said this and my mom was a nurse. So I've had these conversations with y'all before. Or, where my mom would be like, This is what such and such look like. And this is this, and this is this. And it's just like, Okay, Vanessa, thank you. But she overcompensated because she did not have a mother who did the same. You know what I mean? My mother came on her period and didn't know what a period was because her mother never told her. And so, I mean, I, I was a late bloomer because I, I grew up in a house full of men. So I don't think I had my first period until I was in like 10th grade. But I know what a period was by the time I was eight. You know what I mean? And I feel like, my mom intentionally made sure like I want to be the type of mom who there's nobody in the world who can tell my daughter something that I didn't already tell her first. And, you know, now my mom and my grandmother have a great relationship. They talk to each other every single day to the point where they call me on three-way and they all want to talk together. And it's like, okay, great. Um, But (laughs) it's a, it's a testament to reconciliation. Like just because you don't have a relationship with your mother, the type that you feel like you should have had when you were younger or even in your adult life, it doesn't mean that it cannot happen later on. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, my mom just had her 60th birthday. My grandmother is what, 77? I think she had my mom at 17. Um... So it it, it took that long, you know what I mean? For them to cultivate the relationship that they have now. So Denise, I feel like that is amazing for you to say that, like you, A, you have God and you have the Holy Spirit and God is the type of God who will give you a figure to be in your life, what you need at that time. But God is also a God of reconciliation and he can repair, you know, relationships that may have been broken before.
3: I wanted to add to that, uh, to what you all are discussing is that, um, I just, I'm trying to, I'm not going to be that transparent, but I, I was thinking about sometimes there are some mothers that you just, you, you can't, <laughs> there is no reconciliation. Okay. But, uh, but I wanted to say that God meets the need. Right. Yeah. Um, because if you think about a lot of instances and I've, you know, I have, friends and even relatives that it's, that even speaks on the, on the aspects of fathers and these, some of their fathers are present and some of their fathers are not. And, um, but I can say in a lot of situations that I've heard, God met the need, right? Yeah. God still gave them a father figure. God still gave them someone instrumental in their lives that show what a positive, uh, representation of fatherhood can look like. And so I want to say all that to say, and I know sometimes it's easier for me to say, because I got my mama. Right. But but I, I I feel like I could still, you know, encourage someone to say, hey, you know, God will meet your need if you're looking for someone. Because I look at my mom, for for instance, my mother, my grandmother passed away before my mother was 30 years old, you know, and so. I'm 30 and I, can, I can't I can even imagine if I didn't have my mom here, you know? I'm over 30 and I, I can't even imagine not having my mom here. But I will say I've seen, you know, even throughout my childhood, and there's been several women that have met that need for my mother. I had an aunt, like, she was like a grandmother to me. Like, um and, and honestly, that's how she treated me. She treated me like I was her grandchild and she was my grandmother's sister. So the crazy thing is, When I looked at her, she looks just like, when my mother looks just like her. And now that I'm older, I look just like her. And just seeing how instrumental she was in my life, in my mother's life, God met that need. You know, God was like, yeah, we understand that your mother passed away at a very early age for you, but I'm still just a God that loves you so much that I'm gonna bring somebody in your life that is still gonna meet that motherly." figure and it wasn't just her it was people within our community as well but I think sometimes well not I think sometimes but I know if my mother had gotten to a mindset where she was just so down about the fact that she didn't have a mom you know she kept replaying that in her mind that I don't have a mom my mom passed and I was, you know young and this that and the third she would have missed the fact that God is meeting her need like God yeah. is giving giving you someone in your life that not only loves you, but is still giving you that elderly advice, giving you that motherly advice, still loves you unconditionally without, you know, without, um, honestly, she she treated my mom like, like as if she was her, her child. child. Yeah, like I, in the obituary, my mom's name is right underneath everybody else's name um, within it. And so to me, it just, I never felt without, that's the word like I, mm. God will always make sure that you won't feel without. And sometimes it's just a, a an exchange of mindset to realize that, like, God loves us and, and his love for us is different from everyone else's. You know, his love for me might be me having my mom, but his love for you might be you having a mother figure. Right. And 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 God is just the God that that loves conversation with you where you can be honest and transparent enough to ask him and say, God, why did you take my mom at a young age? You know, and what is it that you want me to to learn from this this individual who's stepping in as a motherly figure? God, can I trust her as a motherly figure? Like God wants all of that. But I feel like sometimes we're so caught in our hurt, disappointment, expectation. That we lose sight, God has someone standing right there to meet the need. So just wanted to share that.
0: That was good, Lauren. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say after that. Um, but what you reminded me of is like the love. Okay. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to explain this the way that I'm like seeing it and feeling it on the inside of me. Okay. So just bear, bear with me. All right. That's my disclaimer. I feel like. The fact that like God co-creates humanity with mothers is a huge thing. Like, I don't think that it's an accident that the tether or the mother-like love that you can get from a figure or that you get from your actual mother, for me, is almost representative of the type of love that you get from God. Like for me, it's almost when you think about a mother's love or a mother figure's love, it's almost... Like the first example of unconditional love that you have or from a parent in general. I know we're we're focusing on mothers right now, but this can be what's the word central to fathers, too. But there's this idea that no matter what I do, no matter how much I push you away, no matter how much I push you off, no matter how much I need from you no matter how much sleep you lose. Cause I mean, Ayana got baby babies, so she can speak to that. We was talking about naps before we hopped on here. And Ayana was like, well, you become a parent. You just become a professional nap taker. You know what I mean? And it does not cause that mother-like figure or that mother to not love you. And I feel like for me, the more I've grown accustomed to honoring my mother and to really like appreciating the love that she gives to me, the more and more I understand and, and appreciate the love of God. It's like, you know, when my mom moved into Georgia and I mean, of course, I mean, Denisa, Lauren, and Ayana know like from the wedding day, my mom was like, I'm gonna I'm see y'all. I'm gonna be down there in Georgia, y'all. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna see y'all. And she was very serious. But it's like, when I got, when I got diagnosed with kidney disease, my mom, it went into overdrive. My mom was like, my daughter is not going to be in another state where if something happens to her, I can't be a caretaker or whatever. And I'm like, mommy, I'm married. She's like, that's great, but I'm going to be there. And, and she literally shifted her whole life to come here. And I think that looking at that, it was just like, my God, like to literally uproot your entire life. And I know, you know, Lauren, you've pulled out a very like cat is it is catalytic a word it was a catalyst for me on an episode where we were talking about you know generations and I was saying you know when I look back into my lineage like my mom's family her mother's family like all, their lineage goes back to 1832 and that's over like between like five and seven generations and I said my mom is literally shifting her line to another state for the first time in the history of her lineage. As far as it's gone back, it's been in Washington, DC. And it was like, it made me realize like that is love. Like that is commitment. Like that is unconditional um, support. And it made me honor her more, but it also made me say, wow, like God would do that. God would move mountains to be where I am. God would move mountains to make sure that I am taken care of, that I'm not alone. That you know, I can rely on him, and it's like, but I feel like for me, that relationship, and as I honor it, has really helped me to put in perspective the love of God. So,
1: I love that. I'm going to share one thing, because as you were talking, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. So when you're talking about the honor portion, there's one thing I, I want to share with everyone. You all were talking about, like, your parents getting sick and how it helped you see them as human, being human for the first time. And I went through something similar, and you all know, you're very aware, because I was like, look, this time I need every, I need a village to pray, <laughs> you know, type of situation. But when I, we experienced it, like, I did, I immediately, like, went into the Word, and I'm like, okay, God, like, I need you to show me, I need you to help me, because I am now experiencing my superwoman in in a in a way I've never known her to be ever in my life right so I'm talking about how we communicate is now different and this is like you know that's my boo that's my that's my homie so now everything our dynamic is now shifted because of the illness so it's more than just oh my mom is sick and i need to take care of her it's like my friend you know who like i i I still live here you know it's like oh when i get home she done cooked, you know like i'm just you know it's just the day-to-day whole life has changed and um there's a scripture that says in the bible i have to figure out where where, where, where it says it but it says like in your parents like old age don't despise them and I love right this scripture right here. <laughs> but it, it says like, you know, as your parents age, essentially it's saying like, give them grace, like don't despise them or take pity on them or feel, you know, like treat them any less than because at one point you were the child and they did exactly what you all said. They did the best they could with what they had. And some people may be experiencing things where you, you, you your season requires you to be a little more patient. Right. Like my mother is not 30 anymore. My mother is not 40 anymore. My mother is not. She's going to be 60 in, two, in a week and a half, you know, so how she processes things and how we deal with things and what our life looks like. Well, it's not going to look like what I'm accustomed to. And that's OK. And I'm learning to yield and lean more to God. I'm like, OK, like this looks different. It's a little scary. Like Lauren actually came one time and she was like, oh, you take care of your mama. I'm like, yeah. I do. <laughs> I, absolutely, I could care. I gotta make sure. Look, this will we be on it. Although that's different, and it's not what I expected. You know, just oh, I don't feel like crying. Why am I crying?
3: Because you love your mama.
1: You love your mama, and it's okay because we ain't cried on here in a long time. We need yeah. that. So I, I need to be the person to break the ice. Yes, yes, you do. Uh, but that that whole perspective of like you know just seeing her as human, it's like just it's humbling. Like it gives me a different you know just. Um, appreciation for parents in general and just life, you know, and how fortunate I am. Like, you're talking about like you couldn't imagine. I can't imagine. But, you know, we're going to do whatever needs to get done. And he will actually we're talking about grace and parents, but he'll grace you, too. Like he'll grace you and give you all that you need to get through whatever it is. So
3: that's all. Yeah.
0: Thank you for your transparency, Denise. And your I bon- love it. Your I, was gonna bon- say, I love your
3: mama, too, Denise. I really do. Miss Dad. Yeah, yeah Miss Dad, I love Ms. Dad. I wanted to say um, one thing in in relation to to what you were saying, Charday, about kind of correlating the fact that it's so very interesting that God uses moms and, and in a way how mothers are very reflective of 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 Him, <laughs> of God's love for us, and and just you know the, the, of who He is, to be honest, and so. Um, What I wanted to mention was like, coincidentally, I had been kind of studying on creation and like, what does that mean to be like a creator of things? Right. And so when you said that, like it brought me back to that point of like my personal Bible studies of like, you know, to be in a vein of creation and, and how you how you're attached to it. And God like He really broke it down for me because of course I don't have any kids. But God was like, yeah, yet, yet. But but he was like, you have created some things in life. You have done some buildings in life. You have created some buildings. They weren't there.
0: They they didn't exist before you (laughs) lie.
3: They didn't exist. And he said, Imagine, like he put me in a in a place where he said, Imagine if some if you got notice that someone's about to knock down the building. How would that make you feel? And in that instance, I was just like, that would make me feel so bad because I know I invested time. I know that I invested effort. I know that the creation was good, you know. And in that instance, God reminded me, he said, that's how I see you. He's like, Mm. that's how I see you. He was like, you know, um, I started thinking about the fact that like when God created the world, he kept saying, and it's good. And it's good. And it's good. And I kept questioning, like, why are you saying something is good when you know you produce good? Like, you already know you produce good. So why are you calling it good? And God reminded me in that instance, he said, that's my promise to my creation, that no matter what happens, that no matter what life brings, that no matter like what comes your way, how you misunderstand things, my promise to you is that it'll always turn into good. And so, I don't know. I was just like, at that moment, I was just like flabbergasted. I was like, God, I like how you did that. You broke it down where you made me realize, like, what does it mean to be in a creative space and how when you create things, you place a promise on it. And when we're talking about our moms, like, I know I can attest for my mom and I can attest for y'all mom too, is that when they look at us and when even the way they treat us and the way they love on us. They love on us as if we are something good that came out of them, that we are that good creation. And so that's why in instances we see our mother's strength or, you know, that's why in instances where they're not feeling their best, the good in us is like, oh, because you have made me good, I can step up to the plate now and do whatever is needed and necessary to take care of something that created me, you know, that God used to create me. And so... I don't know. All of this is just it's a beautiful reflection of a beautiful individual that's in my life that I'm so gracious to God. And I tell her all the time, I said, baby, you need to eat what you need to eat, exercise, get on a treadmill, whatever you need to do, because I don't need you to leave now. you got to stay here as long as I need you to stay okay
2: this is the conversation between me and Guy. you ain't even got no oh choice in goodness. how long you can stay here L- a long life <laughs> a hundred and uh what past be saying 120 years long right. life
0: well, he I need you to hit a Kanye workout
2: with. plan or something something mm-hmm. needs
3: to change because I need it you to Kanye. stay here <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> In no. a peloton, don't get one of them. You talking about getting one of them? Right. Bags. I said I get what I tell. I tell people all the time. I said that one. I don't play about. Whatever she wants. Yeah. Okay. If I got it, she got it. Period. I don't care what it is. If it's right. a bag, she got it, and she know it. We walk in the store, she be like, "I want that." My dad be like, "Girl, that's out of budget." I'm like, "It's in mine. I will get it." <laughs> I want that. <laughs> it's in my budget I'm bad for it Cause I love is I that, love for, that for her
0: I love that for her <laughs> oh my gosh I appreciate this I feel like this episode was very therapeutic for me yeah oh. go hug your mama right so yeah. if, if you're listening to this text your mama and tell her you love her right now yeah, right. tell her you love her say hey mama I
3: love you long and mama, she gonna say what you? you want and you just right. gonna say nothing <laughs> Okay. I, I want you <laughs> My mama probably is gonna be like, "What do you want, Saturday?" Right? They always do that. What you want? What you want? What do you want? I don't want nothing.
0: I just what want, do you, you want you. You're Gotta ask me for. Oh my gosh! Did
3: y'all have anything else to add? I just feel.
1: P O P, mama, I love you. That's right. P O P, hold it <laughs>
2: wow. It was just a great. It was a great conversation. Yeah. know. Yeah. I'll just. I. I. I will say this. Um, I think overall, I you know, because we did touch on, you know, that there are some women who are who do not are not fortunate enough to have the same type of relationships that we have with our mothers. But if you do, if you do, appreciate your mama, like really appreciate her, show her that you love her. um you know, and if you don't, um, like Lauren said, Denisa Charday um i have seen god come in flip and restore different things when it comes to parental relationships i have seen other people step in um and become mother and father figures so just believe and trust god for that um and then even if there is nobody currently there physically just know that you have a god that loves you and um he can be a mother, father, sister, brother, anything. So um, you're not alone. Um, Cause I know, I know there's some podcast uh, topics that can be very touchy and this might be a touchy one for someone. You're not alone, you know? Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got.
3: I will add one more person, just one more thing. And I want to uh-huh. honor a person that's here. And that's Ayana. Yeah. <laughs>
2: because
3: we're talking about mother figures. I read mama. Right. Ayana has said was like, girl, we ain't that far in age. We're not. But I will mm-hmm. say when I moved to the ATL, Ayana was that motherly figure, It was a wise woman <laughs> that could really give me some godly advice. Not only her, but her husband, Baka as well. And I'm so gracious to God that He allowed for our paths to cross um through ministry out of all things too, because then I I knew that. I knew that they were embedded in God, you mm-hmm. know, and that their teachings and their advice that they were giving me was wise. So I just want to honor you, you know, even on this episode, too. Like, I thank God for your life. I thank God for your testimony, how thank he you. has allowed for us to even witness, you know, your motherhood experience and how you killing it. You
0: got two babies. Thank and you. maybe one. Look, Maybe one. Of, <laughs> Here she got Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. (laughs) There she go, y'all. There she
2: go. Listen, I'll say this. I definitely appreciate all of the flowers all of the time. um, Because especially life and ministry can be interesting. And uh, so I appreciate the flowers that you guys give me. I love it. And thank you. Um, I, I remember when... I feel like before it used to be like mother figure, girl, I'm young, but now I'm like, I'm a mom. Like, okay, I get it. Yes. Yes. So cool mom. You know, (laughs) like, you know. Mom is cool. (laughs) Like a regular mom, like a cool cool mom. Like a cool mom. Like a cool mom. Yeah. Thank you guys. I love y'all. Amen.
0: Well, we thank y'all for tuning in today. As Ayana said, we pray that there was something said that blessed you. And of Mm -hmm. course you know if this was a, a, a triggering episode feel free to go and listen to another one there are over a hundred of them so if yeah. you have any questions too or if you need
2: some type of encouragement or whatever we're here so yeah, send us know. a secret letter
0: to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com we would we love getting mail y'all we love getting emails and if you don't want it read on air we do that too so just put in the uh the email that you don't want us to make it an episode topic, but you just want to talk to us. We love that. Slide in our DMs. Make sure you're following us on social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and on Facebook and, and at Save Girl Secret Know us on Twitter. As always, we love you. Good God bless you. Love and peace. Bye. Bye.